Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Happy Thursday, everybody. It is May 12. I'm Kim Hauer, joined with Izzy Vrujink again today. She's still here. I'm still going strong on the podcast with me. So Thursdays are thankful Thursdays. What is something that you are thankful for over the last, I don't know, maybe a couple weeks? I am thankful for my family and I have really great friends. They actually just came over on last week, Friday. Sweet. So yeah. And that was fun. They're really great friends. How many friends do you have? Like how many in your little group? I'm in my friend group of including me it's four but like yeah so there's four of you that are really close and you got to hang out last weekend yeah that's fun what did you do we did like we did a lot of art stuff because we're all artsy people Mm -hmm. and then we did a lot of like gaming because they all brought their nintendo switches oh fun and they all had we're playing a game that i don't have on my switch so oh come on dad you better get it for me (laughs) you're listening that sounds less thankful yeah. and appreciative of the uh, Nintendo Switch that you do have and the games that you have. It's it's still appreciative <laughs> of my dad appreciating me to get him so I can appreciate him more. You would greatly, greatly appreciate it if he could get you that game. Yeah. I he gotcha. knows exactly. He's going to be listening to it. And he's going to know exactly what I'm talking right? about. You need something else to be thankful for. You can't be thankful for the same things all the time. So if he gets you that gift, that game, then you would be extremely grateful for something else. I get you. Grateful to play with my friends on that game. Right? That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, I am thankful for um I was thinking about it as I was recording, planning on recording with you. Mm-hmm. I am thankful for you and that when we hung out at the Christians um mm-hmm. Carson's crew party, mm-hmm. um how fun you were. You and I, I think just kind of made a connection and I am thankful for you. And I think it was, um, I at least look at it very fondly. I appreciate you. I'm glad that I've been getting able to know you more through this, Uh you know, and your wisdom. Um, and so, yeah, I'm thankful for you and that you were so excited to come and do this with me. Maybe not quite Uh as excited, but you just wanted to do it with me. Uh So I'm grateful for that. So thank you. All right, so we are going to jump into scripture today. It is from John chapter 13, verses 31 through 35. And Izzy said she'd be willing to read that for us today. Okay, I'm I'm ready. When he was gone, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will glorify Son himself and glorify him at once, my children. I will be with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and I just as told the Jews, so I tell you now. I'm going. You cannot come. I a new command I give you. Love one another as I have loved you. So also love you must also love one another. By this everyone will know that my disciples if you love one another. Awesome. Thank you. Um you maybe 
do not know, but I have mentioned this many times that I sometimes struggle reading John because John can be extremely <clears throat> wordy in my opinion. Um, and I feel like things kind of get tangled up. So I read this and it is, you know, it's like a lot of a connect the dots, but not like a straight line mm -hmm. of connect the dots, but a lot of like, I don't know if you do those anymore, but like it's the like drawing a giraffe with right. And you have to go from like one to whatever. Have you ever done those puzzle type things? I, I do not like them. Yeah, where there's numbers or letters that you have to go from one dot to the next, and eventually you end up with a picture. When I was little, I used to just do random dots. Like, I wouldn't use the numbers. I would just draw with connect the dots and see if I could make somewhat of a picture. See if you could figure it out without actually going by yeah. the numbers or the letters that are in order. Because, like, the dots always, like, kind of see the picture, but, like, not really see the picture. Right. Yeah. So. That's interesting. Doesn't surprise me about you. <laughs> But I feel like sometimes those dots aren't are like very mumble jumbled. They're not necessarily mm -hmm. right in straight lines or like they don't always make sense when they're just laying there on the page. Um, and sometimes I feel like John can be that way when he writes. So I have a great relation. Like we're yeah. we're not all straight lines. Like us humans, we're not all straight. Like we're yeah. not all perfect. And none right. of those are perfect. You're right. So that kind of relates to that is us humans. Right. Very few of us are straight lines. I'm pretty straight lined as far as like, this is how I view things, right? Um, I am not artsy crafty, which I think is all over the place. I love artsy crafts. Right? So you're more like a squiggly line. I'm like a line that's straight, but it's always straight lines, right? <laughs> like sometimes I go to the right. And then I go back up and, and make then a to box the left and, and left like, and make a no, I don't make any shapes necessarily because <laughs> I'm human and messed up. But, um, so anyway, that is what I think about John. So when I read this, sometimes it gets a little mumble jumbled in my mind, but you, when you read it, what did you find out of it? Like what popped out at you? I thought it was like a lot about glorification. And it kind of just transitions, like, of him saying, hey, I'm not going to be here much longer. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to give you some advice for when I'm not here. So you're not, like, you know, when you get left alone, like, home alone? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going to be here. Here's what you do if I'm not here. He's, like, basically telling them, giving them advice, or, like, leading them and helping them. And then pretty much it's just mostly the rest of it's about love. So I thought that. Yeah, I almost felt like they were kind of two separate things, but maybe it makes sense that he's preparing them for when he is leaving, like mm -hmm. you said. And here's your instructions, because I'm going to be gone, but I need you to do this while I'm gone. Um, that was a good illustration. I like the way you put that. You've been left home alone many times with a list of things that you're expected to do or okay. or behaviors, I guess, that you were supposed to at least. Yeah, I try. Yeah. I can tell. I love my kids with those things too. So that's normal. And Jesus was doing that for us, right? Mm -hmm. um, I liked when it, um, in verse 34, uh, my version said, so now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. 
I think what I caught on this and um, a that it's a new commandment, right? He flat out says it's a new commandment, but B, it seems like it's like the other ones where, you know, it says love God, love people, that kind of thing. Like that was the commandment before. Um, and that one still is in play, but this one's new. But it's not exactly like that because as I looked at it, like Jesus is speaking specifically to his disciples. So we have it in the Bible so that we can read it, but it is not necessarily written say directly mm -hmm. to us, right? It's, like, it's him talking to his buddies who are with him, right? So that's the conversation he was having was with them. Not a big group of people sitting on a hillside, mm -hmm. not future readers. He was speaking specifically to his disciples mm -hmm. and he's telling them to love each other. He wants them to love the other disciples, the ones that are in that group. Just like he loved the disciples. I mean, Jesus loved everybody, but he loved his disciples in a different way. Mm -hmm. He was very close, very personal. Um, and so that was the type of love that he was showing them. And he wanted them to have that type of relationship with each other. So I think like for us, we can take away that that's how Jesus wants us to love other believers, not necessarily everybody mm -hmm. in the world, but he wants us to love other believers in a specific way, you know, like he loved them. Okay. So that's the new commandment, right? It's different than what he said before. I got something that relates to the commandment thing. See, yeah. you know how you said, like, it's not the exact same thing, but it's pretty close. It's kind of like when the teacher tells you, like, you can use this document, but you have to write it in your own words. I think yeah. that's what he was like doing. It's like, it's the same sort of things, but it's written in another form. Right. So it is similar to that, mm -hmm. right? In that it's it's in a new way mm -hmm. that he hadn't introduced before. Before he said, you know, the greatest commandment is love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength, blah, blah, blah. Right? That was the first commandment he mm -hmm. said that Jesus said. That's the first one, the greatest one. Mm -hmm. The second one, like it, is to love your neighbor as yourself. Right? So that would be loving other people that are in your realm, like your neighborhood or people that you come in contact with. It, it doesn't indicate whether that neighbor is a believer or not. You still love them either way. You love them. Mm -hmm. So that's like number one and number two. And now Jesus says, I got a new one for you guys. Specifically. Right? I want you to love your fellow believers, your fellow disciples. Mm -hmm. And that is how the world will know. So if we're not loving, you know, like if if the Hauer family wasn't loving the Vrujink family. That's clearly not true. As God, well, thank you, but same thing the other way, right? But if we were not, if we call ourselves Christians, if the Howers say we're a Christian family and the Vrujink say they're a Christian family and the Howers don't love the Vrujink family as fellow believers, you know, if we're not kind to you guys or whatever, if we don't show love to you, everybody outside of our world will mm -hmm. see that. You know, your neighbors will see that. If we come over and we're not very nice to you and we're not respectful of your property or whatever, all your neighbors, whether they're believers or not, will see that the Howards really aren't very good Christian brother and sisters, mm -hmm. right? So that's how the world will know that we're good disciples, that we're Jesus disciples is because we will serve others. 
like Jesus served them. And that's our commandment as believers to each other. Like that's how we relate to each other, not so much how we relate to everybody in the world or how we relate to God, but how we relate to one another. And I thought that, you know, can sometimes be challenging because we don't always see things the same. We mostly don't a lot. Right? Time. Everybody's got different points of view. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but we still have to love our Christian brothers and sisters because that's the example we're setting for the world. Mm-hmm. And if we don't do that, they we're won't know that we're Christians. We could tell it's like saying you're a Christian and then like doing the exact opposite of something that a Christian would do, like saying one thing and then doing another. Yes. I've got a great example. It's like asking someone for directions and then walking the completely opposite direction. Like if you were to ask somebody for directions Mm -hmm. and they gave you directions and then you did exactly opposite of what they told you. you. And then you went the opposite direction of where they told you to go. It's kind of like you're... You tell somebody what you are, and then you do the exact opposite. Right. Yeah, because sometimes we do that with God. Like, all right, God, tell me what you want me to go, Where what you want me to do, where you want me to go. And then he can tell us, and we're like, yeah, I'm not sure I like that one. I'm going to go this way. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? Right. It's not showing obedience and trust mm-hmm. in God. And, yeah, you're doing something opposite of what you're called to do and opposite of what you're told to do. Um so, yeah, that would be a good illustration is asking for directions and then going the opposite way. <laughs> doesn't work very well, does it? It, it doesn't. No. Um, anything else you caught in this? I have one question that's not really an answerable question, but it might make you laugh. Okay? All right. I'm ready. My parents were laughing a lot when I said this. <clears throat> so what is the least amount of love that you can give that still counts? Like still counts as loving your neighbor. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think if you have to have a calculation of the least or the most, you're probably missing the point of love. Well, I'm not saying, I'm just saying that would be a good question because like, it would be like, like what would be like the least amount that you can love someone? Like if someone, if you really don't like someone, but you're still supposed to love them, what's the least amount you can do that? That's still like loving them. What's the littlest amount of thing that you can do that still counts as loving them? You don't have to answer the question. It's not a question to be answered. It's just a question to think about. Right. So the question is, are you trying to get out of loving to the fullest extent? I'm I'm just asking, like, what's the, like, leastest amount that would not, like, the leastest amount that you can give that will still count is, like, loving your neighbor, but it will not count, like, so little that it will be, like, hating. Like, yes, so... Is there a least amount that will keep me out of hell versus going to heaven? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. I think God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit aren't going to give us that answer. Um, we're just, Do you think? We're just going to leave Do you that. think they would tell you what the least amount is? I don't know. Would be? It's 0.4%. What, if the least amount <clears throat> is, say, 20%, all you have to do is love them 20%. Mm-hmm. And then you'll get to go to heaven. Would you ever go over that 20%? Well, yeah. But you think? Like, I think I would, but at the beginning, because you're not going to give someone you just met, a stranger that potentially cannot be a great person, you're not going to give them all of your love immediately. You're going to like slowly feed into it until you're 100% and you keep giving that 100%. I think like what's the same point? What's the point that you can stay at 
it's not like it's like the safe point where like you're in between. Mm-hmm. But it's not a question. You don't need answering. Right. We're just gonna leave the <laughs> listeners to answer. It is a the, it is a a thought provoking question for sure. Right. You're welcome. One of those again. Uh huh. I would just say that if you're trying to come up with an amount. Uh that qualifies you or disqualifies you for heaven, you're missing the point. Regardless of what the amount was, if it's 20%, 100%, 30%, 50%, the point is that you're supposed to love. Mm -hmm. Not a percentage of your love, but you're supposed to love. Mm -hmm. We're not told a percentage. Because we would always try to hit that, right? We would Mm -hmm. either try to hit it, make sure that we're not going to – we're certainly not going to go below 50% in loving that person because mm-hmm. then we could be uh, in danger. We're trying to, to hit a requirement. Question, Kim. And All right. Well, I can't help. Answer. I can't help when you ask a question. Okay. All questions should be answered. Well, not all questions should be answered. They should all have an answer if you're asking a question. They all have an answer, but they're not. The, the answer is not always a spoken answer. They're always, there's some that are there's, meant to be just contemplative and just yeah. wrestle with it in your head. Uh-huh. Because there's, there's, there's always an answer, but there's not always one answer. So that's, see? And then I've got another one too, which is. All right. I'm oh, ready. Okay. How should I love someone that's being mean to me? Whew. That's a struggle. Yeah. A I, legitimate struggle. I know. I have like 800 of them in my school. Mm-hmm. So I would say that. Loving sometimes does not mean, well, that, but I also think that there is a point in which we don't love people and put ourselves in harm's way. So if somebody was physically abusing you, we certainly would not tell you to keep loving that person by being in relationship with them. That Mm -hmm. would not be wise, would it? No. No. So I think at that point, like, a lot of people try to stump somebody on that and say, well, is that loving then to not be in relationship with that person? And I think that's not the case at all. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, Jesus walked away from many people Mm -hmm. because they were not receiving Mm -hmm. what he had to say. So I don't think that it's wrong or a sin to walk away from people who are harmful to you. You know, the Bible says above all else, guard your heart. So if somebody is mean to you, I don't think that you have to be in relationship with them and you should guard your heart and protect yourself from those not good. that not good thing. It's not wrong to not be in relationship with somebody who is harmful, right? Mm-hmm. You can love them, I think, from a distance and maybe pray a for them, right? Distance. Exactly. I think that you should always pray for them mm-hmm. and that would be loving, mm-hmm. right? Pray that they have a change of heart or maybe pray that sometimes you can see them in a different light because sometimes we need to change our mindset. You need to look at the argument from both right. point of views. Understand their perspective. Theirs. Like yeah. whenever I'm in an argument, I have to try to look at their point of view before I start this argument. And like you we need if you did have a conflict, you need to be able to fight both sides. Right. You should always be willing to understand where they're mm-hmm. coming from. But for somebody who is intentionally hurting you, mm-hmm. it is not loving to stay in that relationship. Mm-hmm. It's loving to get out of it, to get away from it and then love them from a distance. So that would be my answer. Cause 
you still have to love them. I don't know exactly what that looks like when you love people from a distance. I know if you pray for take them, that would be Florida. loving. Yeah. Take a plane to Florida and then use binoculars and then yes. look at them from a distance <laughs> and then use a giant microphone. I'm still okay. Right. Yeah. That is a tricky one, though. That is really mm -hmm. hard. It's really hard to love your enemy or love somebody who hurts you or speaks poorly about you or... Mm -hmm. And we're told to do it. But that doesn't mean that we always have to put ourselves in not good harmful situations. relationships, right? Mm -hmm. That would not be wise. No. That's not using your God-given brain and mm -hmm. the wisdom that he gave you, you know, to guard your heart and protect your heart from evil. Mm -hmm. That's a good question. It's a challenging one. One that I wrestle with a lot. One that you'll probably wrestle with a lot for most of your life as well. It's not easy. It's not. Nope. Um, well, I think that's all I have. Mm -hmm. And uh, if those are all your questions to stump me for today, mm -hmm. um, I just have in closing, um, may our love for one another, um, meaning fellow believers, mm -hmm. prove to the world that we are Jesus' disciples. May we love um, sacrificially and in service to one another. Um, with our brothers and sisters um, and fellow disciples. So I pray that today is a day that you can show love to your fellow believers in mm -hmm. some way or another. And um, yeah, love like Jesus did serving his disciples. Have a great Thursday. We will be back tomorrow for our final day. Thanks for hanging out there with us. Bye. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.